So do not tell. First of all, what is tell? You do. So now, now let's speak about what is do before we talk about do not tell. Everyone know what? Okay. Everyone knows what do is, but maybe you didn't think about it too much. And it's important to think about it when we look at what this prayer really is. Okay. Um, so tell is do. What is do? The condensation on drop water, droplets, water droplets. Okay. So it is condensation, right? The opposite of okay. That that it's there's a reason I want you to think about it for a minute. Condensation is the opposite of precipitation. No, no. Condensation is the opposite of evaporation, right? What happens? You have moisture in the air. Okay, and this is important for the lesson. You have moisture in the air, and when the moisture touches a cool surface, it turns back into into liquid water rather than water vapor, right? This is what happens when you're when you walk into a room and your glasses fog up. <laughs> this is what happens when you take a shower and the mirror gets fogged up, right? This is what happens when you have mold around your window because there's condensation, right? And this is what happens in the early morning when there's moisture in the air and the moisture touches what? The cool surface of the earth, okay? This is something that happens and it happens every day. So that should beg a question about this prayer. Yes. What? Thank you so much. This is, this is a middle paper. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Okay. So this is page one, this is page two, this is page three. If you want to look at it, right? If it happens every day, then why do we dive in for it? Okay. Would you mind? Would you mind close the job? Yes, and why is it something to dive in for? Why is it something so important? Okay, so that's uh, that's what we want to understand. Everyone with me till here? Okay, it's just condensation and it happens follows month. In fact, the Gemara and Tainis on the third page says, Lo me atzer. It's talking about, we're not doing the context now, talking about do, and it said it never stops. It's something that happens every morning, even in a I don't know, in a hot place, right? Uh, in a dry, hot place, even in a desert, there is some level of dew, some level of condensation. So it's interesting, Gemara, the Rashi on that Gemara in Tainus, where the Gemara says there's always dew and it never stops, Rashi says, which we'll start to answer Sky's question, the dew never stops. She'il malay hain. What does that mean? Hain in Aramaic means yes. Hain means yes. That's a good word to know, right? She'il malay hain. If it if it would stop, ain ha'olam mitkayem means what? The world would stop. The world would cease to exist. Okay. Okay, that's a big <laughs> statement. That's a statement of Rashi on the Gemara and Gemara and Gemara Tainus in the third page. What? Again, and the Gemara Tainus, the Gemara says that the, the Jew never stops. And Rashi on the Gemara says, She'il because if the Jew would stop, the world would cease to exist. 
Okay. So I said that we'll try to answer Scott's question. Like, first of all, we asked, why are we praying for it? Is it something that happens every day? And second of all, why is it something so important to pray for? So if without it, the world would cease to exist. So that's a good reason to pray for it. Yes? Agree? Okay. So <laughs> let's let's take it a step further. Okay. Why, why do you think the world would cease to exist without it? What do you think? But here we're talking about the Tao. We're not talking about rain. Even if the, even if the rain would continue, if the towel would stop, Rashi says, we all know without water, we're not here. That's not a chiddush, right? We all know that. But without the dew, in ha'olamit kayed. Why do you think, what's so, what's so important about the towel? Yeah. Is it talking about like the physical towel or is it like a spiritual? Idea? Okay, so we're going to get to spiritual later, okay? Like also physically? Also physically. We're actually talking about physically. Yeah. So, so we said you were, you were, know, yeah, but the, yeah, but I'm saying that there's, there's always do, there's always do in all of the seasons, but, uh -huh. but you're right, it's more, you're 100%, it's more important in, when it's less rainy. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. It's something to pay attention to. If if there's this big prayer on Pesach for child, then it's important to know what it is, what we're talking about. So you're you're right. Uh, it's um, I, I looked into it. It's actually quite interesting. The the uh, dew cools off the plants, just like when we perspire, it cools off our bodies. There's there's some it, you know it, it, it plants it has a, a different word. It's called um, transpiration, so perspiration, but it does it, it 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 helps in that process. And it also there are certain plants like in the Negev. If you go driving, like Mitzperiho, right, <laughs> right, Yafa. So you see like um, you see the desert, and in the Negev, half of the plantation, uh, uh, half of the plant life, um, no, no more than that. A large pr proportion of the plant life in the desert is dependent on the dew for half of its moisture. Okay, because it's places it doesn't rain so much. So all different species, they, they learn to like absorb the water directly into their leaves. It doesn't have to go to the roots. And like it's a lot of plant life in the world is dependent on this towel. Okay. Um, another thing I read, it's very interesting that the it like provides a barrier. It like protects the plants and it, again, it doesn't lose the moisture and it, it continues to thrive. So it's an important thing in the world for plant life. And it's an important thing in, for life in general. You know, in, in Israel, I love to walk in the Jerusalem forest. I always invite people, if anybody wants to walk in the Jerusalem forest, now it's covered with wildflowers, right? Um, you'll see all different seasons, different flowers are growing. And there could be three months with no rain. How are they growing? There's something, there's all kinds of processes that are going on that we don't know about. I think it's a life lesson, right? Because it's not just Tal, it's what? It's everything. There's so many things that are behind, you know, beneath the surface that we don't pay attention to, that we don't appreciate, that we don't, that we take for granted, right? This is just like one thing to like open up our eyes a little bit. <clears throat> and so Tal is very important. Right? 
we're going to see later that there's a whole there's a whole organization international organization to try to harvest the dew to try to utilize the dew it's a whole it's a whole thing <laughs> right because there are places in the world especially in india where all different places that they don't have enough water so they you could read about they make these like air wells instead of it's, it's instead of like wells that you dig it's like these big huge structures that like you know absorb the condensation and you know let it accumulate and it turns into water that you can drink you know there's all kinds mm -hmm. of things going on that we just goes over our heads because it's just there right <laughs> okay um so that it's 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 important and the not only is the do important but the it doesn't always have to happen in the same way and that's answers the question why we have to daven for it what factors would be involved with with how much do is going to happen the temperature the temperature of the air and the temperature of the um, ground right there's this there's this interplay because the ground has to be cooler has to be the right temperature it depends on the wind the wind going fast is the wind going slow right there's all kinds of things that we don't know too much about maybe some of you do and what your field or you study but all kinds of factors there not only that there have there could be too much do which could cause what what what's happened if there's too, if there's too much mold. humidity moldy it could wilt it could rot you know there's there's all there's millions of systems and you know like with anything in science scientists study and study and study and it's the wisdom of god and like they just scratch the surface <laughs> there's millions of things going on it has to be exactly the right conditions for the right plants for the right time and like rashi says if these things don't fall into play the way they're meant to the world would cease to exist. To me, first of all, even just there, before we looked at the Tfilat Tal, that already, like, I feel like it's a life lesson because there's so many. Did you ever pay attention much to the do before thinking about it now? You did? I just know that they're looking Okay. Beautiful, but not anything. Okay. I mean, that's what I, that was, but you didn't hear that. Ruth, yeah. Yeah, that, that was my feeling was it, it's like, I think about it, I think about it, it looks pretty. Maybe it feels fresh. It smells fresh. You know what I mean? Pretty to see it on the flowers in the morning. I didn't pay so much attention to what's going on here. Right. So, right. Right. So I think that's, that's true for maybe for a lot of people, but I think, first of all, I think it's a life lesson. If the, if the rabbis are telling us that something should daven for, we have to realize it's important. We have to realize it's an important factor. It doesn't have to be that way. Like Ada said, people have allergies. At the end of the prayer, you can we say to be for a thing and not for a curse. Everything you know can go different ways, right? And it has to be in the right place in the right time and the right amount. And then it's the for some people it could be not good, for some plants it could be not good. There's all different factors. Okay. And I first of all, I think it's a life lesson in general because there's many things that God orchestrates beneath the surface and we don't always pay attention to them you know like maybe i mentioned before i once had really bad vertigo you know what that is yeah. what i mentioned it or you no yeah, yeah. No, yeah i once had terrible vertigo it's such a terrible thing um and before you had vertigo it's like the world is spinning yeah she also had it once you can't get up off of that you have it it's a nightmare right 
It's terrible. Yeah. It's a nightmare. You may not know what it is. In any case, but I never studied about the vestibular system in your inner ear before that, because when everything works, so you don't think about it, right? Mm -hmm. If you have vertigo, right? All of a sudden you realize that this system that orchestrates your balance in your inner ear, that's life and death. Otherwise, you can't do anything. You're just put out of commission, right? <laughs> you can't get up off the bed to go to the bathroom. You can't, you can't move, right? So there's so many systems like that, right? The Kali, I think, is an example of one, but like there's just so many things going on, you know. My daughter just had a baby. Um, we had a bris on Shabbat, right? So the yeah, um, so the the amount that the baby sucks, that's what commands the body to create the amount of mother's milk that that baby needs. There's hormones going on that are doing this. There are millions of systems going on we don't pay attention to. You know, there, you know the, there's hormones that, 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 uh, that decide exactly how much, how many times you have to go to the bathroom during the day. But at night, there's a special hormone called the antidiuretic hormone, ADH, that, that, that makes sure that you're able to sleep through the night. You don't have to get up five times, you know? We don't think about it. You go to sleep. <laughs> there's there's so many things in in, in your fingernail. If you could go through the entire body, through the entire universe, through entire nature, there's millions of myriad systems that we just don't think about because they work, right? So that's the first thing. The tefillat tal. We all know the geshem is so important, right? The sister prayer to the tefillat tal is is tefillat geshem. Okay, when do we say Tfilat Geshem? Right, at the end of Sukkot, at the end of Sukkot, right? From Pachorah or Shemini Yatzeret, that's when you have Tfilat Geshem. And everybody knows that that's when we say, you know, Mashiach Aruch or Geshem, and everybody knows we need rain, because that's really clear, right? <laughs> but the Tao, I think that's a little bit, you know, we don't pay attention to it as much. And that's what we want to do this morning. Okay, so the Tal prayer, when is it said? Okay, so Musaf, the first day of Pesach. Now it's interesting. On Sukkot, we start Avenue for rain when? At the end, why? Mm. We don't want the rain to ruin our Sukkot experience. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. now I want to make a distinction. When you look in your sitter, the reference to rain and dew is in two places. One is in which bracha? They're both in the Amidah. But in which two blessings? Which bracha is that? Right. It, the first place it appears is in Atagibor. Atagibor, the Olam Hashem, talking about Hashem's power. And it ends, Baruch Hashem, means what? Hashem revives the dead. Okay? So in that blessing, I'm talking about Hashem's power, that is where, and the Talmud talks about it, that that is, the decision was that that is where we do what? We're not asking for anything in this blessing. Okay? Mashiv Haruach Umorid Hageshem is a praise. Because it's this is in which part of the Shemona the part that we are what? Praising. 
Where do the requests come? In the middle, right? So here we're saying, we're just saying that Hashem makes the wind blow and makes the rain fall. That Hashem makes the dew fall, okay? That is a shevach, right? The word shevach is what? Praise, okay? Then, and, and, and so on Sukkot, we, hey, we say at the end of Sukkot. We're praising Hashem. And like Andy said, we don't, yeah. yeah, we don't want it. We don't want it to rain on Sukkot because if we rain on Sukkot, it's not a good thing, right? But but then there's another blessing that we do what? Not praise, but we. And in which bracha do we ask Hashem for rain? Barechalim, because this is in a tagibor. In a tagibor, you have shevach. And then in in Barechaleinu, here we have a bakasha. In Barechaleinu, Hashem alokeinu tashanazot. What does Barechaleinu mean? Bless, bless us with that this year should have everything good. There we have a bakasha, a request. And what is the request? Okay. okay. Well, in, in, in after Sukkot, we say betain. Give us rain for a blessing. But we don't ask for that immediately on Simchat Torah. Why? We don't ask for that. When do we ask for the rain to fall? We bless Hashem for the rain on Sukkot. Exactly, exactly. It depends where you are. There you have a couple weeks. But we don't, Zayin Cheshvan and the seventh day of Cheshvan in Israel, you start asking for rain. The Mishnah says, because what? Right, people had to go with their donkeys and their caravans. They had come to the temple for Sukkot. They got to get back to Beersheba. They have to get back to Metula. They have to go home, right? So we don't ask for rain. We just pray for rain. However, on Pesach, what are we asking for? Do. So do, we can what? We can still travel with the do, right? So there we don't have this distinction. We don't ask for it later. You got that? Rain, we praise Hashem for rain at the end of Sukkot. We don't ask Hashem for rain until Zayin Cheshvan or December 4th, whatever. But in, in uh, when we're talking about the dew, it all starts, we start asking for it when? On Pesach, the first day of Pesach. And there we have Morid uh, Hatal. What is Morid Hatal? Yeah, praising Hashem for bringing down the Jew. And what do we? What is our bakasha and barechaleinu? Betain bracha, right? Betain bracha instead of what? Instead of betain talumatali bracha, we just have betain bracha. That is what is going to happen. Now this prayer is said in Musaf. Now just one second. The interesting thing is that the Talmud says that. It, it's okay for the crops if it rains on Pesach. Not good for the crops. We don't want rain the whole summer. In Israel, it doesn't rain the whole summer, right? It would be okay if it rained on Pesach in terms of the agriculture, but what, how come we don't want it to rain on Pesach, like we said before? Uh, try, like, don't want to ruin our spring. We don't want to ruin the, the holiday, right? It says in Gemara Yerushalmi that 
She says hugging below yes, that the rain should not fall on the holiday. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's why we have the Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. That's a good idea. I mean, in general, it's connected with bracha, right? It, it, it is. It is a bracha. Because now, by the way, I just want to mention that not everybody um, says morid hatal. Not everybody says morid hatal. There's different customs because the the Talmud and the Gemara Tanit says that we just pray for rain until Pesach, and that's it. And then after that. It says, Imbala haskir maskir. If you want to mention tal, you mention tal. That's what the Gemara says. The Shulchan Aruch says, the Beit Yosef says you should mention it. And therefore, the Sephardi custom is to mention it. And the custom, the, the custom in Eretz Yisrael, Ashkenazim, and Sephardim, they both mention it. Okay? But in, in any case, whether you mention it or you don't mention it, in, in Israel, everyone mentions it. If you're Sephardi, everyone mentions it. Um, but we still daven for it at this special auspicious time on the Musaf of the first day of Pesach. Why don't we start saying it the night of Pesach or the morning of Pesach? Why is it at Musaf? What do you think? Exactly. When everyone is together and there'll be no uh, confusion. When did we start? Were we supposed to start last night? Not supposed to start last night. It's, this, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very um, important prayer. And the Chazan wears his kittel, his white, you know, that white cloak like they wear at the at the and Yom Kippur, and they open the Aron. It's done. It's, you, you want to say something? No, no. I was like, why is it not in chakras? Isn't there the same group? It's in the moment prayer, like one. Right. Uh, I don't know. There's different different. I I think that the 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 what I saw was that if it would be in chakras, then there would be confusion of should we have said it already last night. More people, more stuff. I don't know. No, but I'm thinking if we, that, that's what I thought. But we'd be in Shachari, the confusion was it meant to start the night before. Maybe people thought they missed it or something. I don't know. They do it like it's a very, it's like with a lot of fanfare before Musa. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's a uh, possible thing that you can travel with you or no? On, on the contrary, you could rain. Yeah. Rain, we said we hold off till everybody gets home, but because dew doesn't make a difference, so it's that's the only reason that that we start that it start. Yeah, that's what the the mission said. That you start that you start immediately on Pesach. It's not an issue. We don't want it to rain on our holiday, but dew dew. That's it. That is a difference. Okay. Now um, the 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 prayer itself that we see in Shul, you have in front of you, and it will have in front of you as well. Um, who wrote it? Where did this come from? Oh, it, it is, oh my my sister wrote it. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, a lot of our okay. Revelazar Kalir. Revelazar Kalir. You know what? Nobody really knows who he is, guy. <laughs> there's a lot of we're not you know we're not getting so much of the academics of it there's a lot of argument and discussion people wrote these big articles who exactly he was when exactly he lived but he was an important haitan piyutim are like 
poems or liturgy. And Rabbi Lezer Kalir, he wrote a lot of different piyutim, like on Tisha B'Av, you have the keynotes. So like 20 of them were written by Rabbi Lezer Kalir. All, all different holidays, he wrote a lot of uh, liturgy. It, according to most, it seems he was, I mean, it's very ancient. We're talking about something from the time of the Geonim, like the seventh century. Who, what is Kalir? Is a city in Italy? Is it, a, is it a rabbi from the Mishnah? There's it, a lot of discussion, but this is something that has been accepted among the Jewish people for many, 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 many centuries. Um, I'm saying in all, in all the holidays and all the things, you'll, you'll find like a lot of special guilty of Lezirah Kalir. There are seven parts of it. Most, most um, kilot only say a few of them, but there's seven parts of it. And that parallels, what do we have, seven? No, in the prayers on the holidays. No, I don't think he's, I don't think anyone has, is, normally the Shmonaisre has Shmonaisre Brachot. Exactly, but there's, yeah, no, but in the holidays and Shabbat, we only have seven blessings because so many are deleted. How come? Right, we don't ask for things on Shabbat because when you ask for things at what? That's I don't know what about that. I never heard that. I never heard that. I never heard that. I you're not even supposed to tell somebody Rafua Shlema on Shabbos. You tell them Shabbos Himilizak. On Shabbos, we don't cry. But may the Rafua come quickly. May the healing come quickly. When you daven for something, you, I don't know, to me, you're davening for something, someone who's going through a very hard time or whatever, um, it's painful. You're focusing on it. You're feeling the pain. You're thinking about it. And Shabbos, like you said, you are like, you take a break. For Hashem, it's not a problem. You take a break. You don't worry about it. Everything I call the seder. You don't have to cry and and, and worry about about painful things. In any case, so the the Yom Shav Davani has seven different parts, and the prayer for Geshem and the prayer for Tal have seven different parts. And it starts out uh, something very interesting. If you look at the beginning, Bidaato Abia Chidot. You know what a chida is. A chida is like a riddle, a mystery. Bedato abia chidot, with his consent, abia chidot lahabia to express, with Hashem's consent and knowledge, I will speak about mysteries. Now, what is that? What question does that beg? Well, mysteries and why Right. What's going on here? You know? What is, I mean, we thought we were talking about this physiological thing of, you know, do, <laughs> um, condensation. Like, what is this? What is he talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because that's the, that's the standard shmonastery. It's. This, this, I'm, I'm talking about the insertion, the part that's different. Right. No, let, let me just make this clear. The Chazan gets up 
Before Musaf is about to start, he's wearing his kittel, he opens the aron. Nobody starts Musaf yet. And he sings this whole thing. This is like the beginning of his prayer. And there he's going to insert Morid Hatal. And then when everyone comes to Daven, then now they're going to say Morid Hatal instead of Mashiva Rocha Morid Agesha. But he's starting out. This is the regular Shmanatre. Okay, Abraham, okay, it's Fat, okay, I cover Kela, but I'll give over now. It's the Musa, yeah. It doesn't say Shmanatre because this is the special prayer of the Jew for the Chazan. This is what this Chazan says. It's not what we say. We don't say this. We listen. We say Amen. We don't say it. We listen to the Chazan. And when he's all finished and everyone says they're quiet, Amidav Musaf. This is said by the Chazan. Yeah. But then the repetition continues with Mokal Kalkayim. The Chazan is going to continue later. See, it says, then he's oh, going to continue. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is him. This is him. And it's like letting everybody know that now we're but it's more than that. For this, I want to share with you a Gemara in Ketubot. There's, there's mysteries here, so I can't pretend to know too much about it. But we're gonna, I'll just share with you a couple of ideas, okay? The mysteries here is referring to the resurrection of the dead, okay? So the Gemara in Ketubot on the Dab Kuf Yud Aleph 111 quotes a Pasuk. A pasuk in Yeshayahu that talks about Tchiyat HaMitzim. Okay, in Yeshayahu in the 26th chapter, it talks about the resurrection of the dead. And there it says, Yichyu Meitecha, Nvelati Yakumu. Your dead will, uh, will live, the, the, the corpses will rise up. Hakitsu Viranenu Shokne Afar. They're going to wake up and sing, those that were sleeping in the, in the dust. Hital orot talecha. Why? How are they, how are they going to wake up? So, so the the pasuk in Yeshayahu says, Hital orot talecha. Hital orot talecha. Why are they going to wake up? What's going to wake them up? The dew, because the tal of orot. Your do is the talib orot. What word do you see in orot? Light. Now, the simple explanation of the word is, uh, if you look in the commentaries in Yeshayal in the 26th chapter, it says orot is a type of vegetable. It's a type of vegetation that is nourished by the dew. Okay? So your dew is the dew of, of, these, of this vegetable. And that's what's going to wake you up. Okay? What else do you think is the play on words that the Gemara is going to note here? Well, Kital. No, uh, but which this word uh, orot? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> orot or? Yeah. What's that? Yeah. That's with an iron. Or light. 
Like, oh, I didn't hear it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I heard teaching. This is Yeshayel Chavav. Sorry, I didn't. What's the first thing you said? Or is it light? I said, yeah, I said, you're right. We said or means light, but the, the actual pasuk says it, it refers to the the tal of vegetable. That's what the pasuk means. Okay. Again, you're your dead are going to arise. The corpses are going to wake up. They're going to sing. Those who were sleeping in the dust. Because your dew is the dew of this vegetable. The eretz refaim tapil, and the land will like throw out. Uh, it's it's weak ones. It will like you know you know uh, eject its its weak ones. Now the, there is a play on words. You're right. You're right, Sky. I mentioned it when I first wrote it on the board. Um, uh, it's uh, this dew of light. Now, so the Talmud says, what does it mean? Uh, it, it's not by accident. The Gemara says it's an illusion to something that's compared to light. What's compared to light? Torah. Okay. The Talmud says an amazing thing. The Talmud says, you ready for an amazing thing? Good. <laughs> the Talmud says, and that again is Mark Subas on the 111th page. Or Torah Mechayehu. What would that mean? Then Or Torah Mechayehu. Right. Whoever uses the light of the Torah, the light of the Torah will make him come alive. Okay. So the Talmud says that if you want to get up for Tchiyat HaMetim, you have to have Or HaTorah. And that's based on this passage in Yeshayahu, and that's the way the oral Torah learns the verse in Yeshayahu. You have to have the light of the Torah, which means that it's not enough to do what? Mitzvot. Mitzvot. In order to wake up with Chiyat HaMetim, the Talmud says you need to have Torah. Okay? Now that, we're not, it's not our topic, but it, there's a whole discussion in the Talmud about like, you know, how do you prove that? And what does that mean? And and all these things, it's not, it's not a simple thing, um, but you have to have the light of Torah. Now, not everybody is a Torah scholar. So what do you think the Talmud says? What do you think the Talmud says? How are you gonna get up for Tchiyat HaMetim? If you're not a Torah scholar. That's what the Talmud says. It's, that's what the Talmud says on that page. In other words, it's not just it's not just a matter of it, 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 it is. In other words, there's something about mitzvot that you get eternal reward. But tchiyat hamitim, which is something to ponder. I think this is part of the chidot, part of the mystery, right? There's something about tchiyat hamitim that you have to be connected to Torah. There's a pasuk in Mishlei, kiner mitzvah, it's a famous pasuk in Mishnah, kiner mitzvah. A mitzvah is compared to a candle, the Torah or. And Torah is light. There's a yeshiva in Yerushalayim called Torah or, right? right? It's interesting. There's many different ways of understanding that, that verse in Mishlei. I once heard from a simple Wasserman that if you take a candle, candle lights up 
fruit. You know, like before Pesach, you go with your candle to do your Dikachamech. It's great. It gives you a focus on one place. But you don't have the whole picture. You don't have the whole scenery, right? There's something about Torah learning that it just gives you the whole panorama it's compared to life. But there's mysteries here. But, but, but here, the, the, the Talmud is saying that Hala wrote Talecha. Your do is the do of light. You want, meaning if you want this do, you want access to this do of Kriyatamitim, you have to have four, not enough Nalamitza. And therefore, the Talmud says, you know, that you can do other things to facilitate Torah learning. It doesn't have to be only your Torah learning yourself. It could be, it says, you could marry your daughter off to a, to a Torah scholar. You could help a Torah scholar financially. You could find him a job. You could do, there's all different things that you could do to, you know, to, to, to promote, to, to support. But there's something here, there's some mystery here that this Tal is related to Triyatamitim. And in the Tfilah of Tal, we have, um, we have a, a, you know, references to Triyatamitim. If you look, um, um, uh, if you look at on the on the second page, right? You see, due to revive uh, with it, so I'm just reading their translation. Those buried in the clefts and fissures of the rocks, right? It's referring to the So there's there's, there's all kinds of uh, all kinds of um, hint of secrets here. The Maharsha, which is a very important commentary on the Talmud, especially on the Agadatas of the Talmud, the Maharsha says, Dima or or Torah Tal. The light of Torah is compared to Tal. Why would Tal be compared to Torah? It's a bracha. And what else did we say about the dew? It gives light. And what else did we say about it? It's every day. It's every day when it protects. The Torah is compared to do. Now, there, there, there's more to this. There is a, uh, in Parshat Ha'azinu, let's go on and on about it. I just want to open it up for you and pique your curiosity. In Parshat Ha'azinu, right? At the end of Dvarim, the almost last Parsha in, in, in Dvarim, mm-hmm. Moshe Rabbeinu says, Ha'azinu ashamayim ba'adabeira. He gives this big speech and he's calling heaven and earth witnesses. And he says, Ya'arot, the very famous passage, he says, my doctrine, my words come down like rain and they also come down like tal. Tizal katal imrati. Like the word Amar, right? My, my speech. So he's possibly speaking for Hashem, right? Tizal katal imrati, that the Torah comes down like dew. And this is helping us understand why the Torah is compared to do. So we say it, we said because it gives life, we said it's a blessing, we said it's constant. But why would Torah be compared to do, not just rain? Not just rain. What do you think? What's the problem with rain? It goes through it can flood. What else? Hashem can withhold it. Right? Yeah. Such a thing, right, 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 absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes it doesn't rain, right? 
But here we find in Hazinu, Hazinu Shemayim Vadebeira, Yarov Kamatar Likri, my my lekach, my Torah comes down like matar. Tifal Katan Imrati, Torah is compared to both matar and tal. Matar is rain. Can tell matar. It's compared to rain and to dew. What is it? What is the message? The Torah what? It can be consistent and it can be big and overwhelming. In other words, it has, I want to read you something from the Sifri. It has both qualities. Sometimes you need rain. Do is not enough, right? But what the rain has its drawbacks. The Sifri says, Torah shenatati li and Rashi quotes this in, in Hazinu. Torah shenatati li Yisrael shichayim la'olam kematar shuchayim la'olam. Torah that I've given to the Jewish people is life to the world, like rain, which is life to the world. But Torah is also Tal. Why? Tal shat kol smechimbo. Such a beautiful tifri. Tal that every what's kol smechimbo? Everyone is. Everyone's happy with it. Such a beautiful tifri. Because rain, it has annoyance. Not everybody likes the rain, right? Some people call it bad weather. In Israel, nobody calls it bad weather. It's not an expression, right? <laughs> in other places in the world, it's all bad weather, right? Because it has annoyance. Kigon, like a person, the Sifri says, who's walking, right? He's, he's, he's going with his caravan, with his horses. It's not good for him. And people that would leave big pits of like fermenting wine. Is it good if it rains on it? Loto, right? They didn't, they would leave it outside and they would count on it that it's the months that it's not going to rain or whatever it was. They didn't have ways to cover it so well. So Torah has the life giving force of rain, but it also doesn't have the drawbacks of rain. Isn't that beautiful? So the Torah is compared to Matat and the Torah is compared to Tal because it has both aspects. It has the good, powerful life giving force of Matar and it also has the, the, the pleasantness of the dew, like we said, that it looks so pretty and it makes the air feel fresh. And nobody is, was anyone ever annoyed about the dew? No. no. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like there's so many words for rain. Right. Is there a certain Yes. Yes. And what is my car compared? What other word do you know that has that showish? No, that's with a tuck. With a tech. Anybody do uh, target practice? Starts. Kalkriyala matara. A matara. A matara is a. Wow. The goal is the goal. It's the target, right? So matar is rain that is like hitting the target. It's not just like a little. You know what I mean? It's like a strong rain that's that's doing an important purpose, right? It's a good rain, right? It's it's with a tet matar. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, you're right. There's Geshem. Geshem is for the word Geshmiut, material, like material is Geshem. Mm -hmm. But Matar is this life-giving, you know, hitting its target. It's doing what it's meant to do. It's not just a Geshem. It's like in the right place. As we say, the Tame Talum Matar Livracha Al Pnei Hadama. Okay, so. Um, yeah. Yeah, because because uh, we're praising Hashem for all the rain in general. When yeah. we're asking for it, we ask for the matar. Okay. But we're that's where I've left it. We're, we're asking, just praising Hashem. We're praising Hashem for the geshem in, in, in general. Okay, so um, all right, so we, we have to end. 
But um, I just want to end with the fact that we didn't have time to go into too much. That's why I gave it to you. You could ponder it on your own a little bit. But the end of it is, um, at the end of it, you see it says, That's easy for blessing and not for curse. For life and not for death. For Sova, save is satiated. Below the razon, mishi raza, someone very thin. We should not be like, you know, deprived and parched. Okay. So, so that's how we end it because, like we said, even just like rain could be for blessing, curse, even tal could also be if it's not in the right situation. So, so I just want to end. Hashem bless us this year with, you know, the physical blessing of tal and the spiritual blessing of tal. May we all have a good year. And I just want to mention also that there are laws about changing it in case we didn't have time to do it. But in case you forget it and you said it in the wrong time, you continue to say Mashiva Rocha Morita Geshem. You have to, it's important to like put a little notation in your sitters and now we're not saying it because if you say it by mistake, right, then you go back to the beginning of the bracha if you haven't said the bracha yet about Turkey Bork. And if you continue, then you have to go back to the beginning of the prayer for, uh, you know, until you get used to it. And I'll just, I'll just mention one more thing that the, that the halacha is that the, if you're not sure if you said it right or not, the assumption is for the first 30 days that you, if you weren't sure, the assumption is you did it the, you did it the wrong way because you did the way you were used to, right? And the halacha is that if you want to habituate yourself to do it the right way, then you can say it over and over and over again, um, at least 90 times or 101 times. Mashiv Baruch Hashem. I'm sorry, instead of, Okay, and you say it again and again and again, then you're habituating yourself. You don't have to. But I'm just saying that that is an option in halacha because, because if you said it that many times, it's as though you daven three times a day for a month, right? Which, is, which would be the equivalent of that many prayers. Um, so that's a way to habituate yourself. But to try to make a little notation that you don't say after the first day of Pesach. Okay.